1: We're going to dive into the whole conversation about the time that Superman turned blue in just a second. But Ashley, I need to ask you a very important question, probably the most important question I've ever asked you in the entirety of geek history lesson history. Ready? Sure. Should Superman always have a cape?
2: Yes. Why? I just like the aesthetic of a cape. I'm very pro cape. Incredibles can say whatever they want and uh, Edna Mode is right about most things, but she's wrong. Capes are very
1: cool. Are you? Are you also agree with the sentiment uh, uh, that you don't tug on Superman's cape?
2: I. You don't tug on anyone's cape. You don't no. spit into the wind. Nope. Okay. Uh, All right,
1: everybody, that is the sign that this geek history lesson is now in session. I'm Jason Electric Blue Inman.
2: I'm Ashley Victoria Robinson. Welcome to your mind university because you have stumbled onto the podcast where we take one character construct or Superman identity and teach you everything you need to know about them in about an hour. And my friends, it is Superman year. And so we're back with another superman
1: yes uh we're gonna talk about superman blue aka electric superman but it's most commonly known out as superman blue uh what in just one sentence ashley how would you explain superman blue
2: so they decided that superman needed a new look and they gave him all electric powers and he was blue and then he was red And uh, he looks really great.
1: Yeah. So basically this happened in Superman number 123. It made history with a change that was so absolutely shocking. Absolutely shocking. The man of steel became the man of energy. He received a complete overhaul of the superpowers as well as a brand new costume. And a lot of people viewed this move as a stunt. But the Superman titles basically fully committed to exploring this character's brand new power set. For a full year Um, A lot of fans have requested Well not a lot of fans But a lot of our listeners have requested this I'm a big fan of Superman Blue I love the look. I love the wild, crazy swing of it all. I have a whole big passion piece planned for Superman Blue coming on. But uh, this was requested by one of our listeners. It was requested by Mitch Trotter.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: And would you like to tell everybody else where they would like to suggest a future Geek History Lesson? Where could they do that? The
2: best place where it won't get lost in the fray to request a future Geek History Lesson episode is on Twitter. Tweet us at GHL podcasts. They have weird character limits. I'd also like to just sort of tack on to the like, is it a gimmick? Is it a stunt kind of thing? Mm -hmm. An idea can start out like that and can turn into something pretty cool. I think Electric Superman is really cool. And uh, I mean, Jane Foster, Lady Thor was this initially as well and turned out to be a really great story. What do you
1: mean? An event and a stunt?
2: Yeah, it was absolutely 100%. I didn't know quite.
1: I was like, like, she was not an electric character.
2: No, but it was like 100% like a pandering stunt. And if if something starts life as a pandering stunt, but is well executed, mm-hmm. as you say, and everyone went, even uh, the JLA went really hard for this, then it's cool. If everyone takes it seriously, then it's serious.
1: All right. Now it's time to jump into the Tencent Origin. What is that, Ashley?
2: That is the first part of the podcast where Jason is going to explain to you all the who's it's and what's it's galore in case you go to a cool Metropolis themed cocktail party and somebody doesn't understand your specific 90s reference.
1: So this is going to be a very short Tencent Origin, of course, because we've already done lots of Tencent Origins on Superman. But this is specifically for Superman Blue. Superman Blue was a DC comic storyline from mid 1997 to mid 1998, roughly. Some of the writers involved included Carl Kessel, Dan Jurgens, Mike Carlin, Louise Simonson, John Bogdanov, and more. We'll go over some of his more powers later in this lesson, so I'm not going to give them there. But basically, the Tencent origin is that it's Superman. He's now blue. He can shoot lightning at you. And the S-Shield looks like a lightning
2: bolt. And the headpiece is so dumb, but so cool. It's so nice. Also, Intern Brego has joined us in the uh, recording studio for the first time since we started the session today. All right. Now let's get to the meet cute. That is the second part of the podcast where we stole a term from romantic comedy writing and we're going to tell you where we first meted this character and how cute it was.
1: Ashley, where did you first meet Superman Blue or Electric uh, Superman?
2: I don't know because for most of my consciousness... I've seen the images of Superman blue and Superman red. Cause I was so young when oh. it happened. Um, the first story that I ever read was when um I was going through the Howard Porter JLA's collections that you had.
1: And you were like, why did he turn blue? (laughs) And he
2: literally just shows up one issue and is blue. And Kyle and Wally kind of like make some snide remarks about it. And then Batman's like, you're, you're just gonna, you're just gonna go with this and it's no big deal. And, uh, and then they do. And Superman is really cool and it really doesn't matter that he's blue now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. All right. Uh, my meet cute is actually Superman one twenty three. It's the very famous cover of uh it's the first cover where he is superman uh drawn by dan jurgens i believe but uh it is oh yes
2: i recognize i had this
1: issue it's the first issue that he gets his new electric blue uh costume not his electric blue powers and stuff like that all right so we're going to get into the first the big old history 101 but first we have a patreon everybody it's over at patreon.com slash jawin, J-A-W-I-I-N. You might be saying to yourself, oh my God, I support so many Patreons. Why do I need to support more Patreons? Ours is the best. Well, ours is the best, 100%. One is because it gives you access to the exclusive Patreon, or excuse me, the exclusive discard. Is, is exclusive uh, Patreon stuff. But we also have extra podcasts over there, like Geek Hustle Lesson Extra, which we do every single week, yes. which we talk more and more about. We um, recently did a pop culture talk with DJ Woolworths. so that's 40 minutes over there that you can only hear the Patreon. Every month we do Jason and Jeremy join about Justice League, which is our Justice League review podcast. We're almost through season two over there.
2: If you like this episode, you're really going to like that
1: yep, one. two episodes a month. And then we just started a new podcast called Film Footsteps, where Ashley and I are talking through our movies that inspired our creative lives and our creative careers. And uh, this month's episode is about Adventureland. Adventureland. So you go check that out. And we're going to be popping into some Westerns. So if you want to get all of that, support this podcast. If you, you know... At the same time, and maybe even listen to ad-free episodes, Geekish Lesson, do that all at Patreon.com slash J-A-W-I-I-N. There's a link in the description. Go check it out.
2: I also want to let you know, because uh, I did some quick Googling. You were correct. It was a Dan Jorgens cover.
1: Uh-huh. That's my answer. Uh-huh. uh-huh. All right. Let's get into Superman blue.
2: Let's do it. But before we do that. Oh, no.
1: We have to talk about the original Superman Red, Superman Blue story that is actually an imaginary story that appeared first in Superman Volume 1, number 162, because Superman 123 is actually Volume 2. It is. It's July 1963. The script was written by Leo Dorfman with art by the amazing Kurt Swan. In the story... Superman must complete a list of unachieved goals, including enlarging the shrunken bottle city of Kandor. Also includes eliminating crime and evil on Earth. Using various types of kryptonite, Superman invents a machine that will increase his intelligence. The machine works and increases Superman's intelligence a hundredfold. But it has the unexpected side effect of splitting Superman into twin Beans. one outfitted in an all red superman costume and the other in an all blue version and the twins call themselves superman red and superman blue now these two supermans use their enhanced intellects and they first repaired brainiac's enlarging ray and after bringing all of the fragments of krypton together they create New Krypton, eliminating all existing kryptonite in the universe in the process, successfully expanding Candor on its surface and freeing its citizens from their shrunken bottle prison. And at the urging of Mermaid Silver Age girlfriend Lori Lamaris, mm. the Supermans create an underwater world for the citizens of Atlantis and arrange an interstellar voyage to transport them to their new home and the two supermen go on to create an anti-evil ray which in cure <laughs> it seems like you know
2: <laughs> that's so silver age
1: if only the police of our time would come up with the an anti-evil ray we would we would cure all criminal tendencies anyone uh, these two Supermen's also place the ray into satellites in orbit around earth curing not only villains as Lex Luthor and Mr. Mixel Spitlick but reforming communists such as Nikita Khrushchev and Fidel Castro. Can you tell this was the 60s?
2: Wow.
1: The reformed Luther goes on to invent a serum that cures all known diseases. Wow. Which the Superman dump into the water supply. Supergirl then releases the entirety of the Phantom Zone inmates who are all reformed by the anti-criminality Ray and they immigrate to New Krypton in a spaceship provided by the Legion of Superheroes. With nearly all the world's problems resolved, the two supermen can now focus on their personal lives. And by splitting up, they can finally resolve the love triangle between Superman, Lois Lane, and Lana Lang. Superman Red proposes to Lois, and Superman Blue proposes to Lana. And each woman claims her own Superman, and they have a triple wedding. Superman Blue and Lana, Superman Red and Lois, and they also convince Lois's sister Lucy Lane into marrying Jimmy Olsen because you see because it was 60s Lucy Lane the younger sister no longer had to wait for the older sister Lois to marry
2: do you think the Superman's kiss different
1: Yes. Who
2: do you think Uh, is a better kisser?
1: Red. Superman Red decides to live on New Krypton (laughs) with Lois and he renounces his powers and raises a family while Blue remains on Earth and retires to devote his entire life to scientific research and starting a super family of his own. Uh, Superman Red is a better kisser because he's feistier.
2: If they're twins. Yes. Are their children siblings instead of being cousins? Uh. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, biologically, they are siblings. They're uh, half siblings.
1: Biologically, they would be half siblings because they should have the exact same genetics.
2: Yeah, barring the mother, of course.
1: Yes, the
2: supermens. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they're actually making it one big super family. Creepy. And actually, that means that Lana and Lois are part of a polyamorous family.
2: You think Lana and Lois ever like swap for the night? 100%. They like put on a wig and they're like, ah, I'm Lois Lane.
1: Well, do you think the supermen swap?
2: They're colored. They can't.
1: Only their costumes are colored. In the Silver Age. Story.
2: Oh, they don't have like the, they don't have like blue faces and hair nope. and stuff like that.
1: Nope, only the costumes. Um, Their faces look just like Superman.
2: Also, I don't know if it's problematic that we call them color. And if it is, I apologize. Oh.
1: Colors <laughs> is in red and blue. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. Um, so they were just like Superman, but like with a red costume? Yep,
1: with a fully, no color, just full red, full blue. Hot. Yeah. So, Ashley, you're an editor in the 1990s.
2: Great. I was an editor in the 2010s.
1: You're an editor in the 1990s. (laughs) Amazing. Working at DC Comics. I'm
2: making a good paycheck. You're working (laughs) in the
1: 1990s at DC Comics in New York City. And uh, your boss, Mike Carlin, comes up to you. Hey, Mike. Great editor. And says, hey, we're going to modernize Superman Red and Superman Blue. You just read the storyline. I gave you all the details of it. Yep, yep, yep. What elements from that storyline would you bring forward ignoring what you know what they did
2: okay if it was me yeah i i am genuinely like when you when you described them as twins which i would not have considered yeah i'm really interested in that and using like the metaphor of like superman's duality you could play out Mm -hmm. if they are twins Mm -hmm. like that to me is very fascinating um the color coding of course because you can sell two different looks and you can sell two Two different different action figures. figures t-shirts whatever but like yeah like I really like the idea that there's two of them at the same time Mm -hmm. Uh, I find that very appealing I would also can like um, I would probably pitch because I like Superman and Lois being married Mm -hmm. what if they have twins
1: And they're they're red and and blue. blue. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably what I would. That's me off the top of my head. You're Mike Carlin and you've given me no warning that this. uh, But you're very lovely uh, that this meeting is happening. That would be what I would pick. Certainly. Well,
1: let's get into a little bit of the production info on this, because the story was not long enough to carry it to an entire. But the production info behind this storyline is fascinating. Carl Kessel, the amazing creator of Impossible Jones, uh, who sometimes kickstarts books, but he's mainly known as the creator of Connor Kent or Connor. L the Superboy clone Uh, he says and I quote in an interview the idea had come into my mind to give Superman completely different powers not only would this be a fun monkey wrench to throw at our hero but on a story level I saw lots of possibilities to show Superman struggling something that is not easy to do or often seen with Superman for the first time he wouldn't know what he was capable of. He wouldn't know what could or couldn't hurt him. And I liked the idea of showing Superman learning, pushing himself and sometimes failing because he didn't know what worked. It also gave us the opportunity to to have fights with old enemies, but with a new twist. And in the end, even though the real point of the arc would be, it isn't the powers that make Superman who he is, it's Superman himself. And he said, at the time, I had no idea what those new powers might be. I actually wanted other people in the Superman group to contribute that part so that more people were invested in the story. And I believe John Bogdanov suggested the energy powers. The whole red and blue thing came later now we should also explain and we explained this in the superman dark ages mm-hmm. episode which came out a couple weeks ago we should 100 percent go listen to that at this time all the superman titles were sort of being written by a group of writers because yeah. there were five superman titles there were superman action comics adventures of superman man of steel superman the man of steel and superman the man of tomorrow all written by different people but they, they were part of the triangle era which is
2: yeah which makes it confusing to try and organize yep. your comics so if you would look at
1: each of these covers each year they would begin with new numbering and you'd see a little triangle on there and it would say like 1996 one and you would just follow those and you would know in what order to end the storyline so basically superman during this time was like a forever not ending ongoing serialized narrative across five books
2: which is quite a feat to pull off. Yes. I also want to say Carl Cussell wrote um, some really great Harley Quinn comics as well. He did. Some of my favorites.
1: He did. So this is how Superman actually got electric powers. This is
2: how Superman got his blue back.
1: Yes. This is how uh, Superman blew himself. Okay. During. Uh, that's a rest the joke for anybody out there. I hope you enjoy it. During the four issue event, The Final Night, also written by Carl Kessel. Hey,
2: imagine that. A
1: being called the Sun Eater attempted to destroy the sun. This conflict temporarily blocked out a portion of the sun, which of course is where Superman draws his powers from. The problem was that Superman's powers didn't return once the conflict ended. What? And for a time, he had to use the Fortress of Solitude to absorb solar energy so that he could power up. Um, but it wasn't sustainable. His powers would always wear away now superman's powers eventually during this time he noticed began to shift and began to become more energy based and the actual prelude to the electric blue era is in a storyline called power shift which runs through superman number 122 adventures of superman number 545 action comics number 732 and superman the man of steel number 18 cover dated april through may of 1997 the story actually has its origins a few months earlier in this with the debut of the post-crisis version of Kandor city where Superman gets zapped with energy by a literal space wizard that changes him so much that the robots at the forces of solitude no longer recognize his DNA as Kryptonian. And by the time we pick up here, the changes are becoming more pronounced and more permanent in the power shift storyline. Uh, this storyline also deals with a newly married Lois and Clark and Clark ruining their toaster with some vague definition of inner electricity or magnetism that happens when he touches it. But most of the storyline, rather than being invulnerable, he's now intangible bullets pass through him. He's wearing his normal Superman suit and he's just like, what is going on? And he tries to use his X-ray vision, but in his vision, he sees an incomprehensible mess of electromagnetic spectrum. Uh, the best though is that during the storyline, his new powers allow him to interface with computers, which is presented in probably the greatest and most hilariously 1997 way possible. When he touches a computer, he can read all his emails at once. Wow. With, with his mind.
2: Mm. Cool. Yep. AOL. Yes.
1: And ever also every time he touches a computer during the storyline, he opens his mouth and you hear that old like... You know, that old, like, every time you logged into the internet, which everybody uh, that is in Gen Z has no clue what that sounds like.
2: Do you think it can interface with PC and Mac?
1: 100%. Mm. But the PCs explode immediately.
2: What about Linux?
1: (laughs) Well, Linux is an operating system on PCs. I got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) So... The story, which is actually about a battle against the atomic skull and a fight with Saratok, an alien who escapes Kandor. Saratok is a character that also becomes Scorn. He's a big blue guy with horns. Oh, yeah. He sometimes wears Superman's costume. He's best forgotten about, but he does. He is a big part of Superman. He world. does exist. He does exist. Um, so, this storyline was basically designed to show off Superman's new powers, which replaces old ones in an intriguing way. Uh, There's a bystander who, again, who gets hit with a bullet that goes through Superman's intangible body, uh, prompting a conservative newspaper columnist who works for the Daily Planet to wonder if Superman is a Superman or a super menace. And there are also actually a few instances where Superman's body completely loses the cohesion before he is able to pull it together during the fight with the atomic skull it is shown that he can absorb radiation and with the fight with saratak which also happens during the storyline it shows that he can well make his hand he can make an energy construct made out of lightning that is basically a big skull hal jordan style Mm. and punch people in the face with it cool yeah by the end of it the new powers have become so overwhelming that Superman basically explodes into lightning and blacks out the entirety of Metropolis for the second time that month. <laughs> Emil Hamilton, uh, su- Superman supporting character and uh, person that works at Star Labs, he solves the problem by building a containment suit for Superman. However, the suit is not 100% until it's provided. With a new, like, micro, they never quite describe micro mesh fabric. Sure. That is supplied by Lex Luthor. Oh, of course. Um, which actually made everybody uncomfortable, but the alternative was basically letting Superman dissipate away into nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Superman put on the suit. Wham, bam, thank you, man. He turned blue, mm-hmm. and Superman flew to Kansas once his powers were under control, where he said, hey, Ma, hey, Paul, I'm a blue Smurf with lightning powers now. yee And he took a little lightning finger and drew it on his, his, his new suit and made the lightning Super Bowl S. And then he flew up into the sky as they were aping the original John Byrne, the Man of Steel. Oh, sure. When he first puts on the red and blue mm-hmm. Superman. It's ex- almost exactly the same pose, except That's this cool. time drawn by Dan Jurgens. It's yeah. a really cool kind of poster. Um, so in a second, we're going to talk about designing the new Superman suit, mm-hmm. which again was a new feat, new costume for Superman and what exactly his new powers are. But, ex- but first, we're going to take
0: an electric break.
1: And we're back. Superman just got some new electric powers and a brand new blue outfit. Or as the pimp in 1979 Superman the movie would say, that's a bad outfit. Wow. Ashley. Jason. The electric blue Superman blue suit. Boogaloo. Do you like it? I do. What do you like about it?
2: It's just really cool. Uh, There is something so 1990s about it. In the same way that, static or static shock if you will Mm -hmm. um just is really cool Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it too is the color the electric blue and the electric red over that design are really feels very even though it's like 30 years old now fresh and modern and contemporary when you just juxtapose them sure against the classic. Forty Superman costume. I just always thought, even before I was really into Superman, I always thought that it was a cool, cool look. I mean, um, you think it's a cool
1: look? I do. I really think it's a really well designed costume. I think the idea to give Superman blue skin is like what seals it. it yeah. Just, it real when the right when artists like Howard Porter or Dan Jurgens draw it, it looks awesome, and I think it's the reason. And I even think the Lightning S shield looks. Awesome.
2: I love it when the lightning comes out of his eyes and like off of his hair. I think that's really, I think it makes Superman look truly alien for the first time in a lot of ways and powerful, very powerful. So
1: they had an artist bake off for this, which is something that they do a lot. So in comics, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll literally just open up to the entire company and say, we need a new suit for X draw anything and whatever we think is the best design is going to be the winner
2: and then you'll find the concept art in the back of a collection a couple years later
1: you can find uh they actually published it in the dc comics uh the alternate designs for this none of them are that great i don't have a link to it you can find it you can google it it's not bad um so i wanted to ask you they had all the superman artists to draw on the suit do you know which artist is actually the designer Of the electric blue Superman suit.
2: I really want to say John Bog. John Bogdanoff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I don't know if that's right.
1: It is incorrect. I Um,
2: feel like you're going to tell me and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I did know that. So
1: this is an artist that is not really connected to Superman. But he worked on Superman during this time period. Um, so I will tell you. <laughs> it's fine, just tell me. In these designs, Dan Juergens designed sort of like a booster gold looking suit. Makes sense. Where he had normal skin. Stuart uh, Immamen mm-hmm. kind of designed a thing where he kind of looks like he's the Molten Man. Uh huh. Um, and then John Bog, uh, Bogdanov uh, made him sort of like a more of a lightning guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the artist who designed this is Ron Friends, mm. who is more famously known as the co-creator of MC2's Spider-Girl right. with writer Tom DeFalco.
2: Yeah, baby.
1: Um. So, and that's also going to bring us into an action figure spotlight. Oh, boy. Uh,
2: the, Which of your 27 Superman blues? Incorrect. There are not <laughs> that
1: many Superman blue action <laughs> figures, but I do own a bunch of them. But uh, in the 90s, they made a bunch of uh, Justice League uh you know, Total Justice. They were Total Justice repaints of Superman Blue. They did red and blue. But the best ones ever are for DC classics. They did do Superman Red and Superman Blue, and they gave you little lightning bolts. But I also have fun ones from Superman Batman where they base them on Ed McGinnis. Oh yeah. And they're and they have,
2: thick. They're and thick boys. They're big and bulky. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. I
1: have I have both of them. And it's
2: literally the same action figure yeah. just
1: repainted. Yes. They're um Which is fine. I have, I think, almost all of the Superman blue. I'm missing a couple of them. But I was surprised a couple years ago uh, in Target when we saw there's like larger 12-inch uh, figures. Yes, yeah, yeah, And for one of them, they did Superman, Superman blue, blue, which is right. really surprising, which just goes to tell you that that design is still, so Ron Friends mm-hmm. did uh, a great job. Ron Friends is quoted in saying that the original inspiration for this design was that for years as a kid, he thought Superman's hair was blue. Because, oh, of because of the highlights. Because so the
2: highlights. <gasps> that is so pe- here and yep. it's like so sweet. I so love that. he
1: took that thought and was uh-huh. just like, I'm going to make Superman blue.
2: And he took it to the nth degree. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. To, so that, to, to use it as equal yep.
1: to th- And he did an astounding job on this design, I think.
2: Yeah, it's also one of the reasons why like every animated show does a version of this. Yes. Because the yeah. look is so good. Now let's explain Superman's new powers. Okay.
1: Here's the big thing. He now transforms into human Clark Kent. What does that mean? Okay. When he's Superman blue, he's fully electric. He's basically full energy. And when he turns it off, he becomes basically naked Clark Kent, Mm. completely invulnerable. He is a mortal. So he can hurt his toe so
2: completely you, you you said invulnerable completely vulnerable oh
1: apologies apologies yes uh, so he can stub his toe yeah. he can nick himself he also has a hard time when he goes to the daily planet now because he's not a speed typer anymore yeah, yeah yeah um so that is like the biggest change is that clark kent is actually immortal so if he's not wearing clothes when he turns into superman blue he when he turns back to clark kent he's naked that's very funny to me uh but he has so he has to be wearing clothes Um, uh, plus clark's uh method of shaving previously he'd reflect his heat vision off of a curved section of the spaceship that brought him to earth because you know there's nothing more pleasant for lois than to wake up each morning to the smell of burning human hair love it uh but now i'm going to assume that he uses a gillette razor because that is not the sponsor of this podcast but was the sponsor of 2017's justice league everybody remember that that's true that's why bruce wayne shaves his beard during that movie
2: Remember when they sent you like 157 razors? They did.
1: They did. Thank you, Gillette. Please sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Uh,
2: but Superman Blue
1: also had, he had energy power such as sentient energy. Having become a being made completely out of electromagnetic, electromagnetic energy, Superman had to concentrate at all times to have a body at all. And once in a while, however, he'd run into a situation where his containment suit could no longer help him maintain his solidity and he would become formless electricity. He could also alter his appearance. Now it's only shown a couple of times. Again, his suit would be blue and white. Although he could change his look. One time he mimicked the Ray's costume. Although eventually he was able to mimic everything to where he could completely change his look. One time when he impersonated a Kandorian peacekeeper officer. Um, he could change his density. Instead of bullets bouncing off of Superman's body, they'd go right through him. And he had to actually consider who was standing behind him mm. for the first time in this thing. Uh, vision powers. Um, He lost telescopic. He lost heat. He lost X-ray vision. Basically, he gained the ability to see the energy signatures and multiple wavelengths. He also could follow radiation trails and radio waves. Mm. He could absorb Energy. One of the reasons why the Man of Steel was renamed the Man of Energy was of the ability to absorb virtually any form of energy into his body. Uh, one feat he performed repeatedly was absorbing nuclear radiation. And also when uh during the Grant Morrison Howard Porter JLA run, he absorbed the energy of a hologram that was programmed by Lex Luthor, uh, as part of the JLA Revenge Squad. Um, although If he absorbed too much energy, he would sometimes have to release it or else he would explode. Mm -hmm. So he could also do energy conversion while Superman's powers primarily involved electric and electromagnetic energy. He could actually convert numerous forms of energy into lightning and back. He could also energy project, basically shoot lightning bolts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he probably, he became faster as electric superman superman blue because with his new normal powers superman could zap to any location he was familiar with virtually instantaneously just by clearly picturing it he could also fly at a velocity on par with lightning that's the speed of light yeah and generally his flight and zapping were signaled by a loud thunderclap one of the unique methods he found of travel is actually inspired by the atom ray palmer that he had the ability that he could travel into a phone line and go directly to somebody's mm. location. Uh, and probably his coolest new power, magnets.
2: <laughs>
1: Superman's suit emphasized the electric nature of his powers, but his powers were actually electromagnetic. He could magnetize metals, he could attract and repel metals, basically creating a, his own personal tractor beam. And um, one time, when the demon ghast began pulling the moon towards earth, Superman up the ante by using the electricity from the JLA watchtower to create a magnetic field around the moon. That was the opposite polarity to earth's that automatically repelled it from the planet. I have talked about this before. I've said it again. This is the best use of Superman blues powers mm-hmm. in all of comic books. Isn't this is by Grant Morrison in the justice league we will talk a little bit about that later but not that much ashley uh you get one of electric blues powers which one you taken?
2: interesting um probably the teleporting i think i think that would be really useful i would never have to get on a plane again i would basically be kurt wagner's the incredible Nightcrawler. so like that is appealing to me yeah i'd really mm-hmm. probably take teleportation how about you
1: uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think the instant, the be able to think about anywhere I want to go and then boom, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, that's Pretty where I want
2: to I don't need no phone mm-hmm. line
1: powers. So here are some of the details about what happened during this period of Superman Blue because a lot of it is just Superman discovering his powers and mm-hmm. going to Kandor and fighting Metallo and it's kind of same old, same old except Superman has electricity powers. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Olsen during his time was no longer at the Daily Planet and he was trying to make a name for himself as a television reporter. So Jimmy Olsen during this time believed that he had figured out his best friend, Superman's secret identity. And he planned to announce it live on the air for ratings at the last minute. What a jerk. Jimmy chickened out and falsely announced that Superman did not have a secret identity, which caused him to be immediately fired from his television job. Then we also got to meet a brand new character, Ashley,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Superman Red.
2: Hey, that's fun.
1: Yeah. So the next chapter in the saga was a Superman Red and Superman Blue one shot, which I actually have in the studio. It's somewhere over there. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. It's 3D in glasses. Our spinner rack. It's in our
2: spinner rack. Um, oh, my God. I just realized that it's because it's 3D. Yeah, it comes with with 3D glasses. I had no idea. Yeah, Wow. This storyline had Cyborg
1: Superman and Toy Man trap Electric Superman in a cage, which had the unintended effect of splitting the Man of Steel into two beings. Superman Blue was calm and preferred to use his intellect to solve problems, while Superman Red was angry, quick to action, and decisive. And these two grew to harbor immense disdain for each other. Disdain. Which neither had any interest in becoming the same person again. And this caused Lois Lane to literally kick them out of their condo until the problem was resolved because she couldn't stand them always arguing with each other. Now, Ashley. Yes. Who do you like better? Superman Red or Superman Blue? Honestly, think about that design. Do you think it works better with blue? Do you Think it works, looks better, better with red?
2: Red is my favorite color. Mm-hmm. So I have a huge bias toward it in that sense. I think think it looks better blue?
1: I'm holding up the Superman Red, Superman Blue comic to uh, yeah, Ashley. Yeah, yeah, I actually don't think I have 3D glasses, so... Uh, but the whole issue... Why is would you? Who? I don't know. I don't know. It's not as bad. Um, I like Superman Blue. Yeah. I, I always like Superman Blue. Now, secondly, uh, uh, Ashley, Lois is a modern woman, and I realized that it was the 90s, but, you know, why not, uh, you know... Uh, double the battery if you know what i'm saying
2: yo i have been holding that joke back for so long i was like again that's why i was like who do you think kisses better mm-hmm. what like literally why not
1: they are both her husband that's
2: right it's not cheating uh, you know, and
1: if you go off the original storyline somebody's getting married and having a family that's no matter
2: right. what uh-huh uh-huh i mean look i would <laughs> if i was lois lane do
1: you, you double that battery for sure Double the battery, double the fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be the theme song.
1: <laughs> Here comes Superman Blue, he'll give you a son.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, red Son, yeah, get it? Go.
1: All right, so of course, this was the story. This is a story that is a post crisis update of the classic Silver Age tale that I already told you. About. Yes, uh, John Bogdanov, who I told you about earlier, yes, artist said, he said, and I quote. That was really fun because Superman Blue, for me, at least became the serious Superman, very much the Dan Jurgens sort of grim hero. <laughs> and Superman Red was the late 1940s bantering Superman who would just punch something and later make a pun about it. He was a Superman who seemed to have a lot of fun doing super stuff. So I really enjoyed Superman Red.
2: Also, if you listen to our recent mega episode where we go, where Jason goes through like all of Superman history, Golden Age Superman like really did like punch people. Yep. Give him a stern word and move on. Yep. Give him a
1: stern joke and move on. Now, eventually, these two Superman were lusted over by Queen Maxima. And it built to a story that had to end in a giant conclusion called Behold the Millennium Giants. And we will tell you all about these Behold the
0: Millennium Giants right after this
1: 18 plus and we're back. Superman red, Superman blue, double the battery, double the fun. As we said, uh, they're fighting giant cow slash statue guys that are sort of best forgotten. And these things that are sort of best forgotten, they're a race of monsters known as the millennium giants who were summoned to earth and began to march all over the world and cause havoc and destruction. They eventually obliterated the nation of Markovia, which is the home of Terra, of the new Teen Titans, yes. and Geo Force, uh, also a hero, better left have forgotten. And the JLA rallied to take up the fight. And to defeat the Millennium Giants, Superman Red and Superman Blue both expended the entirety of their energy. And according to Martian Manhunter, during that storyline, he did some energy scans. Couldn't find Superman Red. Mm. Couldn't find Superman Blue. Mm. So thusly, Superman died in 1998
2: for the second time.
1: And um, yeah, I mean, Ashley, how did you feel about the second death of Superman in 1998?
2: Devastated. I mean, I don't think I was aware. Of 1998. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course you weren't aware about it because it didn't happen.
2: <laughs> Literally
1: the next month they published they, they published in June of 1998, they published an issue called Superman Forever, which is by Carl Kessel, Dan Jurgen, Stuart Immeman, John Bogdanov, Louise Simonson, Tom Grumman, Val Semeckis, John Byrne, Kieran Dwyer, Norm Breifugel, Anthony Williams, Dick Giordano, Scott Eaton, Steve Yeo, Paul Ryan, Brett Breeding, Dennis Ryder, Klaus Johnson, Hillary Barda, Joe Robenstein, Jose Jr., and Dennis Young K. Basically anybody that had worked on Superman within the last 15 wow. years were on this issue has a beautiful beautiful what do you uh lenticular cover yep where it's an alex ross painting and it is superman at clark kent uh getting ready to open his shirt oh, uh-huh. and then when you turn it he opens a shirt and yeah, there's a the superman yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, taking yeah. off his glasses so this is how superman forever begins it reveals what happened to superman mm-hmm. he's not dead mm-hmm He's
2: just sleeping. But he wakes
1: up. Yeah. He wakes up in a crater. He lands out of the sky in a crater Mm. outside the Kent farm in Kansas, wearing nothing. His original Superman costume. Mm. And he has his old powers back. Comics. How this happened is.
2: Comics.
1: (laughs) Is literally never. Explain. yeah i love it the explanation is vague and superman talking to mao and Pa, he just goes well maybe i was rewarded for saving the world mao and Pa. and they're like clark that's stupid and that's vague you you're, should explain this
2: you're from kansas i, I know. cannot believe you're doing this I accent
1: i know i know i just like <laughs> i think it's funny
2: look at my electric gas <laughs> 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 um
1: so he thinks that he was returned to normal just through the good of the universe. So it's basically swept under the rug. Um, so I went back to, since uh, I, the interview that I had with uh, the great creator Carl Kessel mm-hmm. and um, I should have reached out to him actually. Uh, <laughs> you should have just
2: emailed him and asked. I should have emailed him and asked to <laughs> come okay. on this
1: podcast. Uh, we ran out of time, everybody. It's fine. We'll get him on the show eventually one day. Uh, but he actually talks about the ending of uh, the Superman Blue arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not really happy with it, Um, you know? So he says, and I quote, I don't think the new powers arc was resolved as well as it could have been. Since I had come up with the idea, I did propose an ending where we learned that some new villain had found a way to switch his powers with Superman. So now this villain had all of Superman's powers while Superman had his. And just as Superman was learning how to use these new powers, so was the bad guy. The bad guy starts wrecking havoc in ways Superman, of course, would never do, and Superman has to stop him. And basically, Superman has to find a way to defeat himself he does of course and then the powers are transferred back to the proper bodies and then that way that gave us a villain with powers that everyone knows can beat Superman's powers Mm -hmm. I thought that would be a cool note to end on Mike Carlin the editor overruled that idea saying that he felt it was too much like Venom slash Spider-Man and it didn't seem that way to me but maybe it was how what do I know <laughs> so, the status quo of Superman is completely reset. Mm-hmm. We have Superman back in his old costume, mm-hmm. back with his old powers. Jimmy is suddenly just working at the Daily Planet again, mm-hmm. and Superman is Superman. Now, this isn't the end of Electric Superman slash Superman Blue. Um, the character was sort of returned with with a character named Strange Visitor, where she had the same costume and powers. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's that interesting. Um, also, there was the Lana Lang Superwoman series that yeah. happened recently where she was basically a version of Superwoman Red where she mm-hmm. had electricity powers. Um, and then there are some hints at the time of this podcast of John Kent becoming electric in the future. But I want to talk about why I love Electric Superman to end this podcast. Please do. Here's why I love Electric Superman. For me, the storyline is not bad. It's frustrating mm-hmm. because it has so much untapped potential. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is, is that in the nineties, nobody really did anything interesting with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it ran for an entire year, 50 plus comic books. And the only truly memorable use of these powers were during the grant Morris and Howard Porter JLA run, uh, which is also one of the best runs of the nineties and the best Justice League run of all time. But still, um, I thought that this was such an amazing, shocking, no pun intended, shocking Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. I did not see this coming. I remember seeing this Comic-Con stands and being stunned by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I love that because sometimes comic books are too precious Mm -hmm. and too safe Mm -hmm. with their characters and their franchises. And sometimes these wild alterations can lead to amazing stories and amazing things. That's how we literally got Star Trek, the next generation mm-hmm. in 1987, instead of them just making a reboot of Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. It's a wild swing. It's a great look. And I would rather have my favorite characters take wild chances, even when they don't work,
2: mm-hmm. than
1: just give me the same story of somebody locking up the Joker in Arkham Asylum again for the 5,000th time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's why I love Superman Blue.
2: I made, really beautiful, Jason. I,
1: I love it for the potential but I don't think it ever got to where it should have been and if I ever get to write Superman I hopefully will change that Mm -hmm. but uh, I want to ask you Ashley what are your thoughts overall on Superman Blue?
2: I've always enjoyed every Superman blue I've ever read. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never, I'm I'm not like super, super proficient and familiar with the character and with the run. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've never, never not. I've always had a good time engaging Mm -hmm. with this character in this form. And I think you really nailed it. Like I admire the audacity of, the creators and of DC doing this with Superman, particularly in the wake of the death of Superman, where they'd already presented so many alternate takes on Superman and really like messed with and updated and challenged his continuity and who he is as a character. Like Mm -hmm. this coming on the heels of that is, is a really brave choice because they could have just settled back with the status quo, which is kind of (laughs) what happens to him after this for quite a while until, until John comes along. Mm -hmm. Um, or I guess arguably in the new 52, but we just kind of like reboot him. But yeah, I think Superman blue is, is cool. And I think a lot of the reason why this character persists is because the visual is so strong. There's always yep. somebody cosplaying this character yeah. at any convention you go to. Yeah, Cause it's
1: a cool look.
2: Yeah. Like whether or not you think the run is perfect, mm-hmm. Um, and it's
1: not. It it's resonates. Not. It's This really character not. resonates yeah.
2: uh, for a lot of reasons. And I think that's also why they keep making action figures of him. And again, they keep putting this character in cartoons because yeah. it's cool.
1: Yeah, there you go. All right, now it's time to get into the recommended reading.
2: Yes, where if you enjoyed this and you want to go on your own electric journey with Superman, you can go to geekhistorylesson.com slash recommended reading. Pick up Jason's recommendations in your reading form of choice and uh, learn something. Why don't you?
1: So there are not many Superman blue Stories. It may
2: shock you to learn. <laughs>
1: available in print. So I had to stretch on this one. Um the first one is there's a trade called Superman Blue. Yeah. They released it a couple years ago. It only collects like I think the like first 20 issues mm-hmm. of the storyline, uh, or the first like 15. It's really awesome. It's a really great trade. I don't think it sold very well. I don't know if we'll ever see a volume mm-hmm. two. But I think you would need like four volumes to complete it all.
2: That sounds about right. Um
1: if they do, I will buy every one of them. I don't think they're going to do it, but they're all on DC and limit if you want. But um, the next one is our worlds at war, mm-hmm. which is the next Superman. That's where Jeff Loeb and stuff like that. And I talk about it because that's where strange visitor pops up.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. So
1: that is sort of continuing the legacy of um, Superman, blue. Superman blue. And the last one is Superman red and blue, the anthology series, just because yeah, it sort of plays in the name. Yeah, yeah. And they're really great one-off stories, so go check that out. And it's an alliteration on the name, but that's about it. There's, there's much more. I might
2: Superman whack Blue. like the first volume of JLA on there. Um, second volume actually, second I think is what you're looking okay. for.
1: Yeah, but that there, those are actually the best Superman Blue storylines. Like, um, if you go look for JLA um rock of ages Mm -hmm. superman blue is all over that and you could include the phil jimenez super one series as well because she's basically a superman blue as well
2: it's a good book and i remember
1: being shocked by india reading that issue and be like oh my god they're doing superman red but with lana that's amazing yeah so um that's it let's get into the honor roll what is that ashley
2: the honor roll is if you go to Apple Podcasts, I also think we're going to start including Spotify in that.
1: Are we really? That's I up think to you. So. That's up to you. We'll go leave it. Okay. We'll, we'll, well, you know what? Here we are. We're going to start from here, actually. Yeah. I'm going to leave it to you that uh, you can leave a five-star review on Spotify, I think, yeah. or Apple Podcasts, and we will read it on the air. We'll That's read the... whatever you
2: write. If you are a nice international person, at least on Apple Podcasts, we can't see your reviews, please take a screenshot, email to geekcastrealison at gmail.com and let us know where you are from. Because... But if you want to
1: break the seal and see if uh, we can see your international reviews on Spotify, Spotify. Like, go for it yeah
2: why yeah. not um We have one person joining the honor roll today uh, with a wonderful, wonderful username of NightwingBeyond3. Cool. Who says, totally dope podcast. Thanks for all the cool lessons. I work night shift and you guys totally make my time go by faster. Awesome. Happy happy to hear that. Nightwing is my favorite, just like Jason. So that made me like y'all right off the bat. This person has good taste. I understand. (laughs) Uh, You two are definitely the dynamic duo of podcasting. Thank you. I hope you eventually do a lesson on the question or Lee Falk's The Phantom. Thank you again so much. I think
1: the question is is definitely going to happen. It just depends on when.
2: I think so. I mean, the Phantom, perhaps.
1: If they make a new Phantom movie. I was going
2: to say, if if the character, like a lot of people will be like, what are you going to do this character? And it's like, oh, well, when something lifts their profile, usually yep. is the answer.
1: So welcome to the uh, teacher's, teacher's lounge.
2: Teacher's Living <laughs> Beyond 3. What's going on in there today, Jason?
1: Um, In there, I mean, Jesus, Clark Kent came in again.
2: Ugh, can't keep him out.
1: And he ruined the toaster. Mm-hmm. So the toaster's on fire.
2: Mm-hmm. And Clark Kent's just kind of staring at it.
1: Yeah. And we all know, we we all saw the lightning bolt go from his fingers to uh-huh. the toe. We know, look, look here. We all here at the Mind University. Bubble of safety. In Smallville, Kansas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we all know that he's Superman. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we tell him it's going to hurt his feelings. Yes. And then he might not save the earth the next time Imperiex comes around. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that. There won't be an earth. So, it's look, it burnt toast. I'm sorry you're joining the, the teacher's lounge, burnt toast I'm burnt toast day, but um you know, just ignore the big dunce in the corner. And um, you know, next time he tells you look, he might also rip open a shirt and be like, Look at my my electric ass right here. Just ignore him. It's fine, just placate him, just walk past mm-hmm. him. He's fine. He's he just he's innocent, he's fine. That's what's going on in the teacher's line. Great. Yeah. So if you want to follow and download this, this podcast, uh, don't forget to uh, go to iTunes, go to Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, Spotify. Click that follow, click that download. And if you like this episode, please tell a friend. That's the easiest way for this podcast to grow. Ashley, where can they find this podcast on social media?
2: You can find us at facebook.com/slash geekhistory lesson, on Twitter at GHL Podcast, and on Instagram at Geek History Lesson. Hey, if you're leaving these reviews, We're doing some giveaways on the uh, Instagram. So be sure to pop that over, pop over there and take advantage of that. It might win something.
1: Follow Ashley on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley V Robinson. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John. That's J W I I N. Come on over to the Patreon If you want some extra stuff and now it's time for stick around. So Ashley, so Jason, I want to ask you because I don't think this is going to ever happen in a movie. Sure. Will we ever see Electric Blue Superman in a cartoon? Because to this point, as far as I know, we have not. In none of the DC animated movies have we seen Electric Superman.
2: Uh, will we?
1: Yes, will we. Maybe. You got to think about it. It's been 20 years. Pope po- more than 20 years. Has not happened once.
2: Can I tell you where I think a good place would be and a good story might be? The video games. Uh DC League of Super Pets two. Uh-huh. Because it, we dealt in the first movie with uh Separation Anxiety with Crypto and Superman. Minor spoiler. Um what if he turned blue? Superman turned blue, and then crypto had to learn like what happens when your friends change.
1: Mm, interesting. Like I maybe
2: a, he doesn't smell right.
1: I have a feeling that if they for that sequel, they're gonna do kid.
2: I have a feeling we're not getting a sequel.
1: Oh, that's too.
2: Bad. Um, yeah, you're probably given right. recent circumstances. Hearing right that, you're that. Um, but also truly devastated. There should be a sequel. Yeah, I, I would really. I think animation is the place where you can take wilder swings like that. I think that's what we love about something like Harley Quinn the animated series. And I, I would love to see. I think I would love to see this in the animated movies.
1: I think I know it wouldn't sell but I think a movie called Superman blue Mm
2: -hmm.
1: would be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I think the movie could play in a lot of interesting territory that the storylines never got to and him doing, I think it would be a really fun way. And and if I were to put this out there and uh, please DC uh, animated movies, hire me time, I would pitch it as that. He has Lois and he has John Mm Mm-hmm. And so his powers turn when he has John, and so it's like John having to help his dad mm-hmm. learn his powers again.
2: Oh, that's cute! So you flip invert that dynamic, you invert yeah, the dynamic, yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so the the a lot of the story is like John being like, "Well, I have to carry the slack because like Dad cannot control his powers."
2: I also think it would be like a fun one-off that you could do. It could be in a different animation style. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised, honestly, that there isn't a DC animated movie. It wasn't even referenced in Justice League. Yeah. But
1: to me, it kind of feels like Bruce Tim was probably like, oh, that's stupid. But Mm -hmm. I totally understand. But I think this storyline is not remembered fondly. I remember it fondly, but I remember it fondly for. I
2: think fans like this story.
1: I think fans like the idea of Superman blue. Mm-hmm. I don't think they like the storyline because even I will agree that the storyline is not that great. Mm-hmm. It's more the look and the idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, I, I love the storyline for the untapped potential. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would love for, to see something, do something with it later. Like, again, it would be like if they ever made a Superman video game, I would be like, there should be a level where he turns electric for one level.
2: I mean, here's also like a hot take. If you wanted somebody as Superman and they only wanted to do one movie as Superman, this would be a really great one off.
1: Sure. Yeah, because that suit's going to look fantastic in live action. So good. especially when glow you glow like an LED.
2: Especially if you can enhance it with the right way with VFX, like yeah. it would be like next level cool. Yeah,
1: it would be next yeah. level cool. So there you go. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Geek History Lesson. This has been a very electric
2: episode. I am Jason Lightning bolt inman I am Ashley Victoria Robinson. And Professor Jason, would you please dismiss the class?
1: Class is now dismissed.